Don't at me, but y'all messed up BET. The best late night comedy news program ever is The Rundown with Robin Thede. I'm talking to her right after the theme song. So, you are listening to Don't At Me, and I am your host, Justin Simeon, and I am sitting with actress, writer, comedian, producetress, president <laughs> one day, I don't know, Robin Thede, Yay! host with the most. Okay, so Robin was introduced to us as a performer on The Larry Wilmore Show. So you were the head writer on the show, um, and you made, uh, you were the first black woman head writer. So she also started hosting her own show, The Rundown on BET, which is honest to God, Robin, and I've said this to you in person, I've said it to others when you <laughs> weren't around, but it's the only one of those that I could stand to watch Thank anymore. You. The rest of them, sorry, but y'all have, y'all, y'all been fucking up, sorry. Please have me on, <laughs> please continue to have me and my cast on. Right. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so that was 2017. It was brilliant. It was fantastic. I, I honestly, it was like, it was the funniest one on, period. It was as funny as like Jon Stewart when he was doing Daily oh Show. Oh my God, stop it. It, it was hilarious. Thank and you. it was so black. So black. Oh just my so God. Black. And I just knew that the children were out here getting nourished and fed. It's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I, this says that we are so sad. I'm not sad. I'm furious. <laughs> Okay, that BEC didn't do the right thing here. Y'all, y'all fucked up, and y'all know who y'all are. I appreciate y'all. I've had a general with both of y'all, but listen, Ooh, it was a, y'all oh. fucked up. Y'all fucked up. You're adding people already. I can't early believe y'all let. I mean, honestly, podcast. no. It was the most brilliant. It was the most brilliant late night show on television. Thank you. Period. There are no four black women in this speech. No, it was the best. Yeah. it was the best. Everybody copied you. Everybody bit off of you. Everyone knew you were the best. <laughs> and you know, I don't know. I was really sad to see it go because I I learned so many things. Like when y'all did the um like the black AI is racist thing. Yes. It was so brilliant. Yes. And, it and finally, who else is going to do that story? And you know, it finally made me get that like I wasn't doing something wrong with Siri and Alexa. Thank you. She was doing something wrong to me. Correct. Okay? That there were, a soap dispenser is actually not seeing you. It's, it literally was not seeing my black skin. Yes, that's Alexa correct. and Siri were not hearing these black uh, voices and pronouns that I sometimes make. <laughs> And, you know, it was racisms. Who'd have thought? You did. I did. And you let the children know. I did, and I've known. I suspect racism in most things. <laughs> <laughs> this microphone, I don't know what it Listen, is about it, but some ain't some right. Some ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. That's that, And that was the thing we really wanted to do with this show. When I created it, I wanted to be able to, you know, we didn't know we were going to sell it to BET. Right. I created it with Jax Media, Chris Rock. Uh, we all just self-funded a pilot. Jax Media also does uh, Full Frontal with Sam B, so they, they get the late night game. And Chris Rock has been around. He's yeah, done I've a few things. Him. No, I've yeah. heard of that. I've heard the name. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a link. <laughs> um, so we wanted to, my idea was to mix politics and pop culture and not judge anybody for caring about either yes. equally. Yes. So, and also, like, at that time, uh, Trump hadn't been elected when we mm-hmm. shot the pilot. Oh, no, he had been elected three days before we shot mm-hmm, the pilot, so mm-hmm. I had to rewrite everything. But we didn't know Ugh. we were going to a black network. So right. we just made something that was based on my personality, how I am, and there was a lot of network interest, but BET was the only one that would pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because, you know, I think a lot of people think that, um, 
you know, it's like a niche or something, but I guess it is. But really, I'm just like, like a person a who tries, like, like black a black women? woman having, <laughs> like having a voice. Black women are a niche. It's well, like a niche. Listen. It's like a niche, like yeah, a small it's, it's market. Like, yeah, it's like AAAFs um, <laughs> really enjoy. By the way, that's what we're called in marketing meetings, AAAs. Shut no, AAs, not your AAAs. Face. We're are you called serious? AAs. We're African Americans. Oh, yeah, AAs. Yeah, you and just have a lot of A's. A- I added a few because it just it sounded right. It's all ridiculous. It's all terrible. Long, long story short, once we got to BET, I was like, okay, now I have an opportunity to be super black mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. and to end myself. And also, <laughs> I said that like I'm not super black. Meanwhile, I'm wearing a black right. by popular demand yes. sweatshirt dress. You're the blackest person alive. It's <laughs> fine. No, it's like Lena and then maybe no, Lena Chris wins. Rock. Oh, it's yeah, like, Chris it's Rock. It's like Lena, then like Chris Rock, yeah. and then you, for yeah. sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Barack is in there. He's in the top five, but like he's he's in there, <laughs> top ten. Um, <laughs> well, real Barack, right? Not President oh, yeah, Barack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind right. the scenes, Barack. Yes, correct, mm-hmm. correct. Yeah, Beyonce concert, Barack. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But long story short, we wanted to be able to talk about stories that Black people weren't going to get anywhere else. Yes, and, and to make did. white people go, Whoa. wait a minute. But it really operated just as you described in our home, where like it would come on, and I would be like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm hearing this on TV, and yeah. Rick would be like, oh my. God, period. Who knew? Right. And it right. was like, it really truly was like our one of our favorite shows. We watched it all the time. It was the only one of them we watched. We both hate watch Bill Maher on and off, oh, but your show, we like, we, it was appointment viewing for us. I said last night, I hosted the TCA Awards um, this weekend. And I hosted I said, the hell out of the TCA Awards. Thank you. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Critical smash. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I said to AAFs. AAF, love AAF it. does it again. Yes, AAFs yes. loved it. So, <laughs> I, there wasn't any there besides my table of there girlfriends. Were no AAFs. There were no AAFs in the room. I brought seven black girls with me to come watch the show and an Asian woman. Wow, um, and that so, tipped the scale. And that tipped the scale. They're like, wait but a minute, I, we don't have enough world stakes for this area. <laughs> it was so fun. It was so fun to walk into a room of ninety-eight point nine percent white people, um, many of whom I'm sure the critics know who I am because yes. that's their job. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like The Good Place, The Americans, The yeah. ca- the People from Killing Eve, and uh, Phoebe, who created that show in Fleabag, and I adore. Um, all the pe- folks from Pose. But Ricky Martin was also in the front row because he Ooh. produced the Gianni Versace miniseries. Wow. Um, anyway, so it was an interesting room. But I came out and I said, welcome to the TCA Awards. Normally, I'm uncomfortable in a room full of this many white people with yes. cell phones. But I know you're live <laughs> tweeting and not calling the police on me. <laughs> So I just set the tone right away that it was going to be a very black evening. People were like, oh, shit. She's aware she's black. Because, you know, white people aren't sure sometimes when a black yeah, person steps true. on stage. Like, are they going to acknowledge be? their blackness? <laughs> Yes. But it's always a strange joy when they do, I think. Yes. We all we all know what world we live in. I think like I think so many of these issues happen because we allow people to exist separately, don't you think? I think so. And race is so stupid it's and so such a construct stupid. anyway. So I just get it out there and like pop the balloon. Mm-hmm. You know, as so you I, should. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, my thing is always mixing pop culture with politics. So it was really fun to be able to throw in Trump jokes and, yes. you know, Scott Pruitt jokes and Jeff Sessions jokes in the middle of talking Who about. Who are these people? Because I'll be honest with you, Robin. Don't I've, worry about it. I've They'll really, all be in jail soon. I, I deleted my Twitter <laughs> account and it was not not my account. Sorry. Uh, my my app on my yeah. phone. And um my boyfriend probably hates us about me. I can't watch CNN when I come home. I don't want to hear yeah. his voice on it's my radio stage. You know, I really try to avoid it. And whenever I do get my little pops, it is always horrifying. It's horrifying. I said last night at the TCAs, I said, you know, the news this year, 
uh, took up a lot of our attention, but so did Queer Eye. And mm. frankly, Rachel Maddow didn't teach us anything about the French talk. So, <laughs> you know, I think... <laughs> I just prefer to watch Queer wow. Eye over the news if I don't have... My show ended April 19th. That was the end of our first season. So I've been off a couple months. I can't. And honestly, part of it is very nice. are you taking this so nice. well? Because I'm devastated. You know what? Look. You've got a lot going on. That's why. I have a lot going on. You contain multitudes. Yeah, I, I'm trying to get this passive income. <laughs> um, but you know, it's still a grind. Even yeah. Every time a show yeah, yeah. gets canceled, you start over. Yeah. Even if you have irons in the fire, those irons take a while to heat up sure. and some of them just fall apart. Sure. So, you oh, know, sure. It's, it's the same grind. Okay. I know that you're probably, listen, I'm, I know you're in the dome of secrecy because you have to be with some of these things when they're in development. But like, are we, are we going to see the rundown again someplace? I don't, I don't. Uh, Maybe if I say it in the 1920s voice, it'll be, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> well, I'm let sorry. me tell you. Uh, there's going to be lots of games. There's going to be just a hopsy-totsy time. Um, I don't know. I think, I don't think we'll see the rundown again. But, we but I don't want to say We might see, never. we'll see Robin Thede again. Oh, yeah, you gonna see me. <laughs> well, tell me about the end of the rundown. <laughs> <laughs> I hate your formality. Um, you know what? A lot of people are like, "What is the truth? Like, like what, what happened?" Yeah. Like, I mean, it was it was self produced. You guys were doing yeah. your own thing. It was airing on BET. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So, two things about the show that people need to know. Yeah. One is that uh, I created the show, me, mm-hmm. myself, and I. Yeah. And uh, an AAF, I believe, an AAF mm-hmm. created that show. Mm-hmm. It's my show. Yeah. BET just aired it. So, right. you know, a lot of people think that BET um, produces everything that comes on their network, but a lot of it's outside production companies. Yeah. And that's not a knock. That A lot of no, channels most, are like a that. a lot of places do that. But the good thing is, you know, if I want to do something else in the late night space, I certainly can. Sure. Because I can take my property and, you know, move it mm-hmm, around. Mm-hmm. But, um, but the thing I think, a lot of people think there's some secret, like, oh, did she piss BET off? Did she, right. did, did something happen? And the truth is, BET is a network that is built on old school ratings right they have to sell ads yeah and if i don't get daily show sort of numbers then they can't sell ads mm-hmm. to the show which mm-hmm. is a high threshold for any show yep. you know mm-hmm. first season to try to meet yeah and i knew that going in yep. and they were very honest with me there's no bad blood yeah. like everybody's good and i can take my show and do other things mm-hmm. so i'm mm-hmm. not you know it was a year that i'm so proud of it's Man. a season that i'm so proud of and, and, and the it, point is we just didn't get the rating so if anything people should be mad at themselves for not watching <laughs> i'm mad at them okay now yeah. you notice i did not include myself <laughs> i'm mad at them cuz you watch well the thing is is that it has made such an impact and it absolutely has because i've seen I've seen the other shows change in response to your show. I've seen jokes travel from your show to other shows. Just the sensibility. You've changed the face of late night, even if people don't know or don't really recognize where that came from. And listen, you're going to be back on TV in some form. Yes. I I hope it's whatever form you want. But if it happens to be late night, I'm excited for people to to learn. Yeah. (laughs) Where the real deal is. Well, thank you for saying that. Thank you for recognizing that. It is funny when you do notice it's like oh they mm-hmm. have a hallway they're walking out of now. That's weird. I was the only one doing that. Well you know what's funny? <laughs> oh they did a joke about this. Oh they're doing like a quick segment of a bunch of stories oh, like the stage. rundown. Hmm. <laughs> they're literally doing oh, a segment called the I rundown. I saw That's rundowns weird. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay I saw rundowns. But you know what's funny too it's like you just introduce an AAF into a writer's room yeah. and magic happens. It's, yeah. it's crazy how and I'm not saying that there aren't women or black women or black people working on these other shows, but you 
Listen, having a writer on staff of a person of color who is writing on a staff is different than that person having a voice in that room. Yeah. And you really, I felt with you, it was so, and things like Dave Chappelle show when things like that happen, um, even Larry Wilmore, you know, you you immediately feel the difference. Like, oh, that's why every, all of these other things sound the same. Right. It's the same kind it's of the same people, people in every room, correct. Ru- running those rooms and, and sort of, you know, controlling the style of humor. A hundred percent. And it's nothing wrong with that style. It's just that things are a lot. It's boring after a while. It gets boring after a while. Things are a lot funnier when Did you see that article? where it was like five of the white men late night hosts made the same Stormy Daniels joke verbatim yes, in one night yes. in the same night and they don't and it's not even it's not even a bite thing they just no. all, they all went to college together they all think the same and when I say mind. they I'm talking about you know various writers and yeah. again there's nothing wrong with them but no. like it's just it's boring that's what's wrong <laughs> you're it very is. boring guys. it is no. and my writers room was full of people of color yes. and women and LGBTQ and like older writers like yeah. I, I mean my writers room would scare any other host well you know <laughs> the writers room at, at DWP is, is similar in yes. that you sort of wonder well what kind of you know you're sort of like we're all over the place in terms of age and skin color and gender that's what you need and and to me it's like it's such a feature when I meet somebody that I can know can write but has a totally different yes. I don't know how that fits into this puzzle thing about them yes. and it always produces something great yeah. and it's never scared me but you know I'm a baby at this, so I haven't built like an empire of, of white people on my writer staff to have to challenge. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, because some of these guys they just don't want to fuck it up. They just yeah. don't want to change the formula. You know. Well, and I think it scares people, right? When you're sitting down, when I think a lot of these white male showrunners are sitting down, late night scripted, whatever, they're sitting down with writers, and a black woman comes in the room mm-hmm. with big natural hair, or you know, a, a, a tall Asian man, or a whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Somebody or a comes short in, Asian man. Or, um, those exist. Asian men of all shapes um, and sizes <laughs> will walk into that room. Will walk into that room. And I think they just immediately go, oh, this person isn't a writer. Mm-hmm. Like, not consciously, but in their mind, they're thinking, yes. oh, they must be new or something. It's like, no, this person has, like, mad credits. Like, hey, I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to play yeah. racism chess here, okay? Because oh, well, sometimes it's deeper than people know. Because sometimes that black woman who's walked into the room who you don't think is a writer has walked into many rooms where they have not thought she was a writer. Absolutely. So she walks into that room with a chip of a thousand white people on her shoulder. Literally. That even if you are in your mind taking her at face value, like, she's already, like, we've already been through a lot before we even got into this I mean, you're just telling room. my story, yes. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's sort of like all of these things come into play in a writer's room. Like, yeah. it's a very strange Because you have to bring all dynamic. of that in once you actually get the job, which Absolutely. is the hardest thing to do. You and then you get in the room. A, you have to find a space to be yourself in a That's very right. competitive, cutty, I can imagine, shady AF yes. environment. Well, in a space to be yourself mm-hmm. where yourself is not recognized. Mm-hmm. People can't see what that is. They don't get it. And yeah. everything you do is like, oh, that's aggressive. Yes. It's like, it's not aggressive. I'm just, ta- like, I just speak loudly. Like, what are you talking about? And a I- white man just said the same thing I said and y'all laughed but when I said it you got quiet and got scared well black women who are in rooms tell me I get the same story over and over again where they say something oh my god yes people are just outraged or upset or Or whatever or they don't hear it and then they just repeat it and take credit that's what that's what I was about to go they go home and then you know it settles in the brain and somebody Cheryl says it the next day And Cheryl's a genius. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, it's usually like not it's, Cheryl. It's, it's usually like Dan. It's usually Ted. Yeah. Or t- <laughs> sorry. Ted or Dan. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, it's it's And it's still the wild. thing. It sounds like old school, the same complaint, but it's like that literally still goes on. It still goes and on. And I refuse to let that happen. So yeah. I was the first black 
woman head writer in Late Night, and I hired the second, mm-hmm. Lauren Ashley Smith, mm-hmm. who is fantastic. Yeah. Shout out to her. She's amazing. Plus, my my whole staff was like 60% black women, let's be honest. Same, by the way. So, right. All the time, whenever yes. chance I get. Yes. Because it's just like you erase the barrier of having to walk into a room and make people see you yes. before you can pitch. Yes. Absolutely. Or before you can uh, lift a C-stand or before you can pick up a camera or before you can edit. You know, it's like you, you have to be able to be seen before you can be appreciated. Absolutely. And so much of my work on my show is, is letting people know, yeah, no, you really actually – you totally can say what you think and you totally can follow your original instincts and impulses either in the writer's room or when you're directing you really get to do that on the show I'm not just going to say you get to do it and then get mad at you for doing Correct. it you really get to do it and if you don't do it then I will be upset right. <laughs> like you really stop have, holding back because there's a lot of conditioning that happens to us in this industry Yep, I would say yes mm. I told my staff the first day everywhere else you've worked you've been underestimated that mm-hmm. stops today Yes. And this, like, several of them cried. Oh. <laughs> and then you were like, like oh. get back to work. We have a show to write. Thank you. You I know, we got it. things to do. You got to pull the emotion out and you got to stuff it back in. Are you a good boss? I think I'm a really good boss, actually. I take pride in myself as a boss. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, like, I really, it's something I think about. It's something I try to be better at. Good you know, for you. I, I can't see my assistant's face, but it might have his eyes rolled to the back of his socket. <laughs> I'm not I doubt sure. It. I doubt it. But to me, it's not about walking, it's not about like, talking the talk and then learning how to walk. It's like, it's just the way I'm oriented. I have a specific orientation towards black women. Yeah. I just tend to listen to them first. Yes. It just is, I mean, I as mean, everyone should. But it's true. You know, I'm a gay uh, boy from the South who, yep. you know, was raised by a single mom. So yep. like, uh, that's my north. Do you know Same. what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> but, Same. No, that's why we. That's why we connect so much. I know. Um, we were both gay black women growing up in Tennessee. No, I'm just kidding. I just none of us are that. Anyway, the point is, is that I, I grew up with that as my north. That remains my north in the industry, yeah. and I've always been. I've always felt like my full self could not show up wherever I've been. So it's the first thing I think about. Yes. And you have to create that environment, like I said, yes. that you can show up and be yourself and, and be seen. Like I wouldn't be writing it with people if I didn't think I needed them. Like I, right. I don't want to, you to just tell me or write what I, how you think I would write or tell me what you think I would like. Like yeah. I really want you to surprise me. Th- I mean, that's the thing. I'm always looking to be surprised. And I think – that because that's what I'm after, I have to create a place where people can really bring the shit, you know, the yeah. stuff, bring the stuff to work. And you're trusting them that their talents are there and can be brought out and yeah. you're not you're not trying to tell them what their talents are. You're like, just let me see it. Correct. I don't want – I'm not there to control. Like I got here because I've already controlled – the way in which this, this, you know, Dear White People is a very specific thing here. Yeah. And I got here because I had so much control over the movie. So the reason we're expanding this enterprise is because I don't want that control anymore. I, I recognize that I am not the best person by myself in a room to be writing black female characters. Mm. Like, I, I, I don't have that m- mindset. Like, if you, you know, my film, too, is it centers around, you know, black ladies. And I'm honest, constantly thinking, well, God, I hope they like it. And hey, you know, when I see you or when I see Dime or I see anybody that's involved in the process, I'm, I'm listening. I'm actively listening to them because yeah. I don't want to fuck up their story yeah. and I don't want to fuck it up. We'll be right back with Don't At Me, Robin Thede and Justin Simeon. Thank you for listening to this KCRW podcast. 
In case you don't know us, KCRW is public radio in Los Angeles, bringing the best of NPR to Southern California. We're also known for our own brand of bold and innovative programming, evocative storytelling, taste-making music, and audio documentaries that are little movies for your ears. You can join our community to support this show and others, or make a one-time donation just to say thank you. Find out more at kcrw.com join. We are back with Robin Thede and Justin Simeon for Don't At Me. What's going on, Robin? Hey, you know, um, listen, I have a story to tell you. I don't, what is that? I don't even know what that is. I apologize. No, it's Random like a, outburst. You know what it is? It's like a black, it's a black tick. I feel like. It is a black tick. Yeah, like when someone needs our attention, like, hey. Like, it's just a, I don't know. It's <laughs> for like no a, reason. It's a catch-all black voice that comes out yeah, that we know, correct. like, Black people will probably be into it. White people will probably be entertained by it. So it just comes out before we know what the situation is. Anywho, so Anywho, you had a you had a situation a, you wanted to tell me about. Okay, last night mm-hmm. I met someone very special. Oh my god! Okay. After the TCA awards, I was out in the lobby and I was talking to one of the producers of Pose, uh-huh. who also produced Gianni Versace. Blah blah blah. No biggie. And then we go to dinner and we come. Ryan Murphy. No, it wasn't oh, Ryan okay. Murphy, right. but yes, but it wasn't him. You're it was like, Brad Simpson. I don't remember Simpson. his name. No, it's um, Brad Simpson. It so... started with a P or something. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyway, he did a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm totally making this up. And so we, we for some reason, he's in the lobby. We leave, go to dinner, come back. He's still in the lobby? Yes. And I was like, why are you still here? He was like, oh, we were having dinner. And he points over my shoulder. I turn around, and Blanca from Pose <gasps> is right in my face. Oh, my God. I love her Whose name is MJ. So and love her so I, much. Can I? What do you think my reaction was? You you embarrassed yourself. Yes, yes. very good. Because I would have embarrassed myself. So immediately, <laughs> you like did a death drop. <laughs> <laughs> I turn around and immediately tear up. Oh. And I was like, <sighs> like I do not do this, Justin. I have worked with every star on the planet, like yeah. literally from like Janet Jackson to whoever. Okay, right? all right, like, all yeah, right. You know that's I'll the one that I'm trying later. to meet. So um, she's fantastic. Ugh, I oh, I should her. tell you my Janet Jackson story, Please. but anyway, yeah, I'll get to it. Okay, so <laughs> Blanca is right you know, there for the rest of the podcast. I'm just going to ask you, why didn't I think of this? Before? I should just tell celebrities. You should stories. just be telling me. Okay, okay, go ahead. But tell so me about Blanca. She's right there, okay. and she's tiny, by the way, mm-hmm. and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I was just immediately crying, and I was like. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I never do this. I have a show too. I, I have a show too. I'm not weird. And then I was like, I mean, it just got canceled. What? And mind you, my agent, my friends, this producer, they're on the floor. They're on. I have a show I, too. I, I, I mean, it just got canceled. I'm not canceled. weird. I have a show too. I mean, it just got canceled. But I'm not I'm not like a regular. I, I mean, I am. I, I'm totally normal and grounded. But um, I just want to. You wanna, meeting people should I, be the show. The next show. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I'm, I'm making a complete fool of myself. She just hugs me. Uh-huh. And She's I like, go, I know, honey. And I, 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 I've yes, been here before. Right. Just h- well, bring it on kind in. of though, because she kind of teared up too, mm. which is so odd. And so, so I do that thing. Like I think I'm Oprah, and I'm holding her by the shoulders. And I was like, you don't understand what this show means to people. And I was like, I'm sure you hear this all the time. She's like, honestly, I love hearing this. Yeah. And it was such a real moment. We talked for like five minutes actually, and I was like, and I didn't stop touching her the whole time, which Nor I apologize. Sh- you should not have. Um, but so <laughs> I was just like, your show means so much. I was like, everyone I know across every. Spectrum is loves obsessed. this show is obsessed. I was like, I'm so excited you guys have a season two. I was like, 
everything you bring to this character is so real. I yeah. was like, I genuinely don't think I'm watching actors. And she was like, honestly, a lot of Blanca's story is my story. It is. And you can tell. You can tell. And I was just like, please, you have given me so much life. I was like, I cannot thank you enough. I thank you so much for everything you're doing. She was like, I'm crying now. And I was like, can I take a picture with you? Also something I never do. Mm-hmm. And we did, and I put it on my stories. But she's just, I mean, oh, honestly. Oh, that's why you asked me if I'd seen your stories. She's, she's everything. I just want to say shout out to literally everybody involved with Pose because they're all Man. like Janet Mock. Like, everyone Man. is just so ridiculous and so awesome. And well, the show's so good. I'm going to say one shady thing about Pose. I refuse. It begins a bit too slick for me. It begins. <gasps> and they never go back that slick. But they never go back to that slick. But you and know I think what? It, and I think they needed to do that to enter the audience Agreed. into the world. They needed to throw you off Agreed. a cliff. Because there are people watching the show who you would never think never. would watch the show. Never. And, and I think you're right. I think they had to start off kind of slick they to did. get everybody on board because they knew we would keep watching, you know. And once you get past that, honestly, there are scenarios, there are scenes in that show that I have never, ever seen before in anything else on, on you know, about trans people, about ever. this community. I've never, never ever, ever heard never. these kinds of conversations no. in anything before. Anything, even Paris is Burning, which is the authentic right. master mother. You got to always start there with Paris is Burning. I've never, I never saw the men who date trans women ha- talk about correct where that attraction started for them and what they did with it and and what and they want they, and what they don't want. What they want and what they don't want and what li- and what version of their lives. I've never heard that talked about I know. before. I know, you know, I've never these really honest conversations about HIV and protecting yourself and and what it means to have and be a mother. I've never. I've never seen those conversations in a context of, you know, gay folks and trans folks before. But also, like, the humanization of these situations, too. Mm -hmm. They're not treated as these, like, weird outlier kinds of situations. Yes, they're not, they're not, you um, forget. They're not exoticized. No, they're not. And they're very raw. And even like the apartment that Blanca has is Mm -hmm. a piece of shit. And like, you know. And they love it. And and they love it. And you know exactly what that is. Right. And they're making like, you know, hamburger helper and just like, (laughs) just making it work. The thing that I do think is missing a little bit, and I get it because it's TV and you need to glam it up. But Paris is Burning really showed you how these folks would like scrape. really scrape, scrape to get these outfits together. And they yeah. always talk about mopping things mm-hmm, in pose, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, like, oh, mm-hmm. did you mop it? Did you steal it? Yeah, yeah. But, but you don't really see it. You don't really see it and you don't really see the struggles of how they learn to sew and Blanca how they learn to... Because Blanca wouldn't tolerate no stealing now. No, she would Maybe not. Not in, her bit, house. not in her house. I mean, a little bit. She would know what That's was going what I love on. About but... Blanca. Blanca is a mother. <laughs> I know. She takes it so seriously, that character. I love it. And you know, that show has the audacity to occasionally have a happy ending, which at Listen, first... Listen, I cry. There are moments when things end up well for the characters where my instinct is to go, because I'm so, I think the, there's an artist thing in me that like, you know, real art is about our pain and da da da. But then you realize, oh, but I've never seen these characters have happy endings. Correct. And the audacious choice is actually to give them happy endings. That's right. That's actually For the, Blanca to win Mother of the Year, yes. you knew it was coming. That's actually the bold thing to do. you were completely satisfied. The yes. bold thing to do is, yes. to give, is to wrap it up and give everyone yeah. a happy ending because the thing we always see is that their lives don't work. And I'm, it has me, it It has me under its spell. It can have all my money, it can have (sighs) all my time. Yeah, it doesn't charge me anything, but if they want to start, listen, I will do it. I literally asked to be an extra last night. Mm. I asked the producer if I could be 
shoot extra, and he laughed in my face. Oh my god! And I was like, "But you don't need to shoot the back of my head." He just was shoot like, the back. "You're not allowed." Just shoot the back. And I was like, "That's fair." <laughs> but you know what, though, I don't do, let me in. I am curious a little bit about the gay boys who identify as boys who dress in drag. That's fascinating in the scene. too. Well, because that, that's kind of not there, which I I don't think is a bad thing. Because Some of it, you don't think with the dude that Damon is dating. Does he like? Is he, he competes. Yeah, he competed in just like straight boy gay, like yeah, but like not realness. In, but not in drag though. Not as not like giving but it's you technically drag. But giving you female illusion. That's true. He's not saying? giving you female illusion, which is fine because I, there is especially you know with um, Drag Race, RuPaul's show. There was a bit of a controversy uh, recently about like you know are trans people who do drag considered drag queens? Yes, and, and that's an ongoing. Listen, I think situation. Ru was caught up in a moment and said something he didn't quite think about, and whatever y'all can. Add, Y'all cannot act me, at me. Actually, no, at RuPaul. <laughs> but you no, know, because I get actually I get in trouble because I tend to be on Ru's side on a few of these things. Not necessarily what his beliefs are, but just I just have a lot of respect for that person, for that man. Well, and, and so Ru is the pioneer. None but, of this would exist, right? But the but the gay men who do drag, who aren't, right. who don't identify as women, right? Their story isn't there. But I, I'm not, it's not a problem. Well, it's maybe just, it comes in season two. Exactly, because I feel like that story is is more out there than these stories are. So I don't. Mind it, but I am. Right. I'm just curious where they were and where they fit in this world. Look, you know? and I think there's a lot of other situations and types mm-hmm. of people that we this this community is, is as it's diverse fast. as anything it's else, fast. and there's, there's so many, so many different tell. stories to tell. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to see where they go in season two because you know now that they've established themselves and and honestly we're so bold. They were so bold. They didn't care. I can't wait to see where they're gonna. They were go like, now. you're getting all of this. I love candy. I love. I just love everyone. Yeah. Electra abundance. Uh, I love. Le- every- uh, Electra Abundance, who is head of this house, <laughs> who is a full woman. You don't understand. Do you know how old that actress is? I don't. Five. I don't care how she's old she's. Like twenty six. She... Oh my god. And she is giving you everything, Every... madam. She is. Just gi- she mother. is giving you fifty years of experience. I do not understand where she's getting that. She must have like grown up really quickly. That's because amazing. She has. Well, yeah, I think you she got brings to, right? so much life. I guess so. But she's just bringing so much. But Blanca still has this like innocence. Yeah, she does. Electra they're actors. Is like, that's what I it know, is. You're they're, right. they're actors. I know, but are they? Yeah, I know. I mean, that's the thing about the show. It's it feels so real it sometimes so that you're not real. even sure that you're watching a show. Where did they find these women and why haven't we seen them before? I'm mad I, at Hollywood for not letting me see them Well, before. you know why they, we didn't see them before. I know. <laughs> Scarlett right. Johansson has the answer. Ah! Um, <laughs> oh, my okay, God. Okay, speaking of which, or maybe not speaking of which, I Scarlett don't know. Scarlett Johansson? What are your what are your current don't at me? What are the things that are infuriating you that you normally I, don't? And yes. obviously you say everything you want to say. But I do. That normally you don't get a chance to, to get off your chest. You know what's killing me is people will go... Oh my god! I hate that your show was canceled. Why do you think? Um, why do you think people don't want to see black women in late night? And I'm like, well, I don't think that's true. <laughs> but or they'll go, why aren't there more black women hosting shows? And I'm like, why are you asking me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you please go ask the white man to cut these checks? Yes, yes. Because the thing is, my show is proof that when people know about a show, my show didn't have a lot of visibility. Yes, first of correct. all, correct. But when people know about the show, they went crazy for they it. They went crazy for it, but. I don't want people to ask me why there isn't more diversity. And we also that's my other don't have me. Diversity. Please stop using that word. Yeah. Can we just say normalcy? Like now people are like, no, it's yes. inclusivity. Well then you're admitting that we've been not included right. through all these Let's years. Let's just say it's no can we get this room normal. to look normal? It's normal. When yeah. you walk down to the street to look like Earth. Correct. <laughs> and you, listen, I was born and raised in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like um there are not places, there are not many places in this world that you will go to the grocery store and not see 
someone of color or yeah. a woman at least. Yes. So it's just crazy to me. I want people to just open up their worlds, take accountability for their privilege, and like live your life. Yeah. You don't have to beat yourself up over it, but you also can't ignore it. No, and you can't, you know what? And stop asking the black women to do the work. Here's my at on that, on asking the black women to do the work. There's a lot of... Just refusal to Terrence Nance called. By the way, by the way, yes. we gotta have him. Are we on. gonna talk about that website? Ooh, what? Wait, not even. Can you website. explain it to me? Wait, what you it, mean oh. I'm, I'm talking about the show? Random oh, Acts of Flyness. Yes, of course. But, but the website though. Oh, I has, don't even wait, know about the okay. website. So talk to me about Random Acts of Flyness because I'm okay. not fully up to speed. Okay, so, I just saw the website and I was like, "What is this telling me? Yes. And what's what's happening? And Lem- why, why am honey, I loved?" Okay, first of all, oh my god, <laughs> I am obsessed with the show. You have no idea. So, so it's a. I it's called a variety show but it's more like a variety show in the vein of like that adult swim style where it's like every five minutes you're like in a whole new correct complete new thing and it's like you know sometimes you're watching like he does this thing where you're like it's like weirdly narrated stories of just being black and like someone mistaking you for the other black person you know very odd and then it's got this segment called everybody dies love it it's brilliant it's a children it's a children's show of course where is this at it's on hbo why have i not seen this i don't know Girl, get into it. When did it, it start? It ju- it, August first, so it ain't like oh, you've really wow. been missing out. Okay. It just it just happened, okay? But it, it's you know, there's a show called Everybody Dies where there's this black woman. It's like cable access uh, children's show, and she's teaching all the black kids that they're just gonna die oh one day. God, but then, fantastic. but then white people come in the room. She's like, Oh no, this isn't for you, honey. You're gonna be <gasps> fine. I mean, it's like it's that thing where like our black mothers over prepare us, but turn into a kid show. I have to. Watch but this. the most brilliant skit that I've seen so far in a in an hour of brilliance is one called White thoughts where John Hamm is selling you a pill that cures you of white thoughts and what a white thought is is when you're reading a thing and you're like but don't all lives matter where you get oh like personally you get personally offended yes. at someone else's like complaint of racism yes. Yes. <laughs> so that that thing to me is my current at me it's just okay, like I have to see that just people people cannot get past their own personal offense that they might be racist to even hear all the time what people are saying the minute you say someone's racist they can't get past their own racism to admit their own. They're By the way, racist. whether or not you're even saying that they're racist, like sometimes, yeah, sometimes true. you know, so I rem- I had a conversation recently with somebody who was just like, you know, oh, I just feel like you know we're just the most hated race, and I'm like, you may feel that way, who but said that? just I'm not going. Somebody is a white person I was talking to. Oh, get out uh, of here. <laughs> was just talking about how like you know the last thing in vogue right now are white people, and I'm like, okay. It may feel that way if, you know, all, your entire cultural input is black Twitter. But if you are out here in these streets watching every other television show, watching everybody else that got Listen, jobs, looking correct. at, looking at the, fine. looking at the documents that say what people make and what they don't, you know. <laughs> the wealth gap. The facts. The facts. <laughs> the the wage gap. The, the sciences. Gap, the sciences <laughs> white and people the biology. White people are doing cool. They're yes, doing all right. They're the same as they ever were. And here's <laughs> the not other. Better. <laughs> if not better. <laughs> if not better. If not better. If not fantastic. Fantastically better because <laughs> now the really rich ones don't have to pay any tax. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Well, the other thing about that is too, like, just because I say please stop killing black people Girl. to the police. Girl. Does not mean that I'm anti-police. I'm anti-murder and I'm anti-racism. And by the way, so should y'all. Correct. (laughs) Officer? (laughs) People kill me. They're like, if I'm like, oh, um, a white person did this racist thing. Well, I mean, why? Wait, no, stop. Stop. Full stop. Full stop. (laughs) 
except that this is a thing. Yeah. Do man. not take it personally. This is the problem. I think most of our culture, it's not even about racism as heavily as it is about uh, narcissism. Mm-hmm. And I think it's mm, people. That's interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. people hearing something and immediately not being able to accept it because they personally take offense. Yes. And I was like, literally, unless I say you, the person in front of me, are racist, you shouldn't be defending anything. Right. You need to process the information and figure out a solution with me and get all your white brothers and sisters on board with you. Well, the other thing that Terrence points out, just piggybacking off of that, is that whiteness is a thing. It's a whiteness itself is a concept. And it's fake. Like and they bought you into don't it. have to identify with that's it. correct you don't like when I talk about like you know whiteness this and whiteness that and white privilege and all this stuff you don't have to sit there and go I am white <laughs> like you don't have to do that like you don't have to include yourself in that right. you can decide yeah that is a terrible thing that's happening and I also would like to be against it right. you know I have this theory that honestly like the reason why there are so many crazy white people out here not only are there just more of them so you know it, the, the just the percentage sort of would suggest that there would be more crazy of them. But, like, white people don't get to have, not all of them, but there's a group of them that aren't rich and, you know, whatever, that don't get to have a real cultural identity. They just have whiteness. That's true. And whiteness is Thanksgiving, and it's like, you know, Pilgrim's Day, and it's whatever the fuck. (laughs) It's like allegiance to the flag. And we get to have barbecues and music. And we kill it. Yes, You know what I'm saying? And and the truth is, like, we, it's a survival mechanism because we don't have shit else. So, you know, to time and memorial, like, okay, well, let's come up with some food and some slang. We found a way to have fun, regardless. Yeah, let's come up with hip-hop, some dance. Let's do something to just make (laughs) life worth living here and they don't have any of that and I think that I think some of that blackface stuff that just addiction to making fun of black people and not even realizing it is they just they're hungry for culture they're hungry for culture and it's a fear it's a fear of loss yeah so whiteness is fucking us all up is what I'm saying correct white and black correct anywho correct that's my don't add but you actually can at me (laughs) on this particular stuff okay I got something what does the ideal future for humanity look like for oh, you, Robin Thede. It's the Afro future. Yes. We did a piece about this on the show. And this also scares white people, but don't be scared. You're included also. Mm. So the Afro future, I am totally buying. I am 100% into this concept, yes. by the way. So it's Wakanda. this whole, it's, it's Wakanda. It is, and it exists today where black people dress up in these amazing, like futuristic outfits and do all these things. But it's also based in STEM. It's based in medicine. It's based in history. It's basically a movement of black people to rise our position in society to the level of everyone else. Mm. So the Afro future is basically all races are the same, uh, treated the same. We're yes. not the same. Yes. So we still maintain our culture, our individuality. Our Correct. Mm-hmm. But in the Afro future, there is absolutely um, parity yes. amongst the races. And black people get to live as anyone would in, the, in a free society. Black people are free. Yes. That is my ideal future. Okay, one and more. black. When I say black, I mean black, brown, Asian. You know what I mean? All, I mean all, all of us. lives all are free, the, Robin. <laughs> I didn't say that. How come all <laughs> lives can't be free in the Afro future? <laughs> but white people are there, and they're just doing. Where the are they? I don't see them. <laughs> Who has an Afro? Can they? Oh, they can wear Afro. Can everyone now? wear Afro? Can I have an Afro? <laughs> okay. Um, and then, okay, one last one, which I think is a really good one, comes from Chell's Dreams. And Chell's Dreams wants to know, um, as a creative, how do we channel our anger into our work, and what is the outcome? Oh, well, I just got on TV and yelled every Thursday, so that was fun. (laughs) But by the way, you did not just do that. P.S., and I didn't 
really to get, yell. To get on that yeah. stage to talk, yell, whatever, yes. requires some work. Yes, <laughs> a lot of work, a lot of great writing, a yeah. lot of great producing. But the other thing is, I wanted my show to be happy at the end of the day. And that's kind of, that's what I try to infuse in all my work. So my answer is, I channel my anger into jokes, mm-hmm. and I try to make people feel hopeful at the end of the day. I want them to be able to laugh at the things that cause them pain. Yes. Because it's the only way you're going to cope mm-hmm. with this president and, you know, everything that's going on. And look, people are always like, this is the worst time in history. And I'm like, no, slavery, Holocaust. Like, there were a lot worse Richard times. Nixon for black R- people. Yeah, just like, every just Reagan time. for black people. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Clinton for black people. Oops. Oops. Um, don't at me. <laughs> just, just being black in general. Just being has black been in very general. Bad but, for you know, time. <laughs> but I think white people starting to feel it and that's, that's they're good starting to feel it. and yeah. that's good mm-hmm. so I think that that will ultimately bring us together but how my creativity and my anger mesh is really where comedy meets yeah. for me I find when I'm writing hot when I'm writing angry I am the comedy is vicious it's clear it's yeah. concise absolutely anger for me tells me what I'm hurt about yeah. And that's the stuff that I think gets not only people to laugh at their pain, but also people who don't get it to get it. Because you're really putting yeah. something out there that, like, if you really stop and think about, like, if you're one of these Trumpers or whatever, and you're anti-Mexicans or whatever the hell you're for, I, I don't know what's going on in that particular cult they're not at for the moment. anything. They're just against Yeah, they're just everything. against everything. But, like, if you can get that person, not to explain to them why they're crazy or whatever, but just to feel what... The, the person that they're so angry at feels daily. If you can just get that like empathetic experience, like that does something. And and I've found with Dear White People, and I feel like the same is true for your show, the same is true for Pose. The reason why we have people who you never would think would watch it is because they go, oh, yeah. That human thing that I feel yeah. when this when X, Y, and Z happens to me, that's what you feel yeah. when X, Y, and Z happens to you. And that's exactly what I would feel, too, if I was in your shoes. That's right. And, and that all can happen in a millisecond just by getting somebody to laugh. But don't you feel – I think that's all very true. I think the problem is now, especially in this era of peak TV or gilded TV, yes. which I heard last night. Ooh, gilded. Um, <laughs> gilded is frightening. That's a, I know. That's a weird word. Seems heavy. Yeah. Um, but it, it, the Seems problem, lead-fused. Lead, it is, reason. definitely. Anyway, it's fine. Go ahead. The problem is everybody's a niche mm-hmm. now every show is a niche show yes. there are no more broad shows you know even big bang theory is a niche show Correct. it really truly is yeah. and so how do we get people to the table how do we get people who aren't already sympathetic to hearing what you want to say mm-hmm. what i want to say to watch these things because yes pose is bringing in people because of testimonials right yeah. like i'm bringing in people to pose mm-hmm. but they're people who are in my life so they're kind of they're people who they're inclined. Wait, they just they're inclined right. they just need a little nudge but how do you bring the truth Truly opposite folks to hear your message. Like I think you there are certainly white people who were never going to hear dear white people and watch it. I think you got to keep yelling at them on Twitter and yeah. just keep fighting. Really? Them do you think it's worth it? No, of course not. That's oh, okay. the worst possible way to do it. It's what everyone seems to think is going to work. Yeah, though. no, it doesn't. I'm going to argue this into the ground. You know what it'll take? <laughs> we need Michelle Obama as president. Mm. I know she'll never do it. Don't at me. I don't know, girl. No, she'll never do it. I'm, I'm afraid. She's too smart. Here's the thing. And, and this is real, and this is a weird one for people to take, and I get it. I'm afraid of a black female president, one, because I know that she would be the best president we've ever had. Right. But two— and She would I've, get none of the credit. But She would get none <laughs> of the credit, but I also feel like she—because a person of that kind of notoriety and fame, it, they don't, they're not people anymore. They're objects. And I feel like the amount of vitriol against black women that will be oh. introduced into mainstream culture— really really frightens me. Yeah, well, change. 
Yeah. That's how change happens. You're right. And it has to happen. And, and we it, had to get free and they had to have reconstruction and then the birth of the KKK right. before we no, were, you're right. you know. And we had to get all this Trump shit out in the open so we all know what we're really up against. Because I really well, feel Trump like- Trump is just the response to Obama's progressiveness. But it was there too, but it just didn't have a voice because, you right. know, there wasn't space for that in the culture. But I will say the good thing is that I do feel like white people, liberal-minded, progressive white people are for the first time- seeing some of these things because yes. it, it affects their daily lives. Like yes. Trump is a is a racist reaction to Obama. Yes. And it may be for some people the first time that racism against... That they've seen it. That Not only that they've seen it, but that it affects them. Yes, that's true. Like everyone who is not for Trump is affected specifically by racism against black people in this country right now. Well, and everybody who's for Trump is affected oh, by... Yeah. They don't know it, but yeah. <laughs> Well, they're going to know it when they file their taxes. Will they? Because they're losing jobs left and right. There's a trade war happening that's making it impossible to farm, but right. they still seem to be on board. I'm n- Are they? Yeah, girl. My mentions have slowed way down. The mentions may have, honey, but the polls suggest right, that the I kids know. are on board. Listen, I keep telling people he'll get a second term. He can, easily. It's not It's not crazy. Nope, it's, it's not. It's not a crazy... First of all, 70% of millennials didn't vote in the last election. Period. Full stop. And <laughs> so, I mean... If you have everyone over the age of 50, 60 voting, that's not even that old. But mm-hmm. they have they have lived a life mm-hmm. where Jim Crow was a thing. Yes. And you know what I mean? So and the and it's just I don't see how it's going to change with with people being so apathetic in the voting booth, but so energized on social media. It has to get real bad. I mean, I mean, how much batter does I have to get? It can get real bad. Batter. It how much get real, It can get real bad to her. We can have the <laughs> handmade sale with black people in chains. Okay, Robin. We had that. I, <laughs> we tried that. Justin, did you forget? It got canceled. Are we going to reboot <laughs> Slaver? Oh, are we going to reboot Slaver? That got sad. We can't end on sadness. All right, whatever. You know what's good? Let's go back to me you, talking about Blanca. And you know what her. I'm grateful for? I'm what? so grateful that we're friends and I love me you. Too. I, I love adore you, too. you as an artist and as a writer and as a person. And thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of you and everything that you're doing. I Likewise, hope that we find bro. millions of ways to continue to work together. Oh, we will. Maybe or maybe not on a film. I don't know. I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't don't know know. what hair is, bad hair. I don't know anything about anything. I didn't hear anything. Maybe that one. Okay. Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Robin Thede, T-H-E-D-E. It's very simple. I'm not on Facebook, so if if someone... (laughs) So hallelujah. Yeah, well, but if someone's sending you messages on Facebook, it's not me. Because that is definitely happening. That is a catfish situation. It's definitely... My face is being used. Oh my God. (laughs) Mine too. I mean, On Facebook and Instagram. (laughs) Not at all. No one cares about my face. The point is, I am also on these things at jsim07. Although, I'm going to be honest, if you're on Twitter, you might not hear back from me, child, because I I haven't been on in a while. That's okay. You have work to do. I have work to do. I just haven't been there. And and, uh, Instagram, I think you can follow me in the movie and all that stuff at jsim07. I'm also on Facebook. Justin Sylvia DIR is my page. And uh, if you're shout out to the culture community, I've got a community of folks out here trying to be filmmakers and writers and stuff. I love you guys. Thank you for your questions and inspirations. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Whew. Okay, I would like to thank my guest, Robin Thede, producer Gina Delvac. Special thanks to Vishnu Vallabhaneni. Our production engineers, Sean O'Brien and Rig Warner, head of programming in my boo, Gary Scott, Chris Bowers, who created our theme song. You're listening to Don't At Me with Justin Simeon. If you like the show and you want to think Peace Me, you finally can at Away. Just please subscribe uh, at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave a review. It really, really helps. We will be back next week with another exciting episode of Don't At Me from the one and only KCRW.